This is the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. We have your back with everything from games, lessons, and coaching. YouthworkerCollective.com. Welcome to the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. I'm Jeremy Steele, and I am here with Brian uh, from YMI. And today we're going to talk a little bit about advocating for uh, resources, uh, both for your youth ministry and for your own continuing education uh, in times when things are a little bit difficult. So, um, but before we get there, uh, Brian, can you tell us uh, who you are, where you're uh, living right now, and and how you're serving the church? Sure. Uh, I am from Orlando, Florida, and I serve in an organization called the Youth Ministry Institute, where um, where we do strategic planning, coaching, consulting for churches, uh, we, we provide education for youth workers and family and children's ministers. And really, we just work hard to support uh, local congregations in their work in impacting generations. Uh, myself and all the staff members at YMI serve in local congregations, whether it's volunteer, part-time or full-time. And, and personally, I have been in youth ministry for a little over 16 years. Great. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us. Um, This is where it gets a little weird, I think, sometimes. Uh, Everybody has uh, their own uh, issues or non-issues around money, right? Everybody grew up in a family that was either really great and healthy uh, about money or not. (laughs) Sure. And so there's there's (laughs) all kinds of weird things when things get tight at the church or things are unknown, right? Uh, there's a, a lot of uh, there's a lot of strange behaviors, feelings, uh, responses that happen in that sort of a system in that sort of a moment. Um, and but at the end of the day, as a youth worker, uh, your job is to make sure that you have the resources you need to do um, to do the the kind of ministry that the church is asking you to do. Um, including uh, continuing to become better in youth ministry. So uh, we want to spend just a little while uh, talking through how you advocate for resources uh, when um, when things are tight. So Brian, where do you feel like youth workers need to start in that process? Like what is step one or even step zero? <laughs> Yeah, I th- I think the first step we have to have to do is realize um, where we've positioned ourselves in relationship to our supervisor or our senior pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, too many times I see I see youth workers who either um, say I need this, whatever that is, uh, money or uh, a building or or something else, and they are overly zealous and just say, I need this and don't understand why they're not getting a positive response from mm-hmm. the leadership or the opposite is they don't ever ask for anything. And then they complain right. that they don't ever get any support. Um, and unfortunately <laughs> we often find right. youth workers in either of those camps, right? They're overzealous or they never ask. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that doesn't go well when you're trying to, um, grow a ministry, you need to approach it in a more strategic way than that. So I would say that's the beginning. Yeah, and I think that a lot of uh, in a lot of churches, uh, the people that are making those decisions um, are often people who make those budgetary decisions uh, in their work life, right? On a 
mm-hmm. finance committee. There are bankers and accountants and there's some average random people too. Uh, but there's usually those, the people with that kind of knowledge are there. The people with specialized knowledge in facilities, buildings, that kind of stuff are, are in the trustees or, um, and so, um, when you don't have that kind of specialized knowledge, uh, when you don't live in that world as a youth worker every day, sometimes you just really don't know what they want from you, right? What what is right. it, what does it require to make this decision? And and I don't mean it in a rude way. I just mean just legitimately ignorance. Like you you don't know because you you aren't in that world, right? Right. And we've all, we've all been there, right? When we first started in youth ministry, we didn't really know. And we, you know, it it can feel like because they don't say yes, it can feel as though they're maybe against the mission of Jesus. Uh, And and that's not true. And that's, (laughs) that's not necessarily fair of us to make that assumption, but it can feel that way sometimes. Um, And so we have to learn to cultivate that relationship with the senior pastor, supervisor with the board members in the finance and with the congregation, right? We need to cultivate a relationship with them that communicates the value in what we're doing. Because then when you ask, they're more apt to be open to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I think that's that's absolutely correct. That relational uh, collateral, that relational um, account that you have built up with those people is really important. Um, and, and then the next piece is, so what I want, I, at one point I realized I was at a church, they had built this huge building way bigger than they could finish. And so that meant that the youth area was not finished, like not painted block walls, like <laughs> really not finished. <laughs> and, um, and i needed i needed like probably $20,000 <laughs> like a lot of money wow. <laughs> because of how big it was and the level of at which the work had to be done and um and i had no idea what to do but one of my youth volunteers was a banker and mm. was on uh, he was he had been on finance committee before he was on SPR now our staff committee um, and uh, and I said hey can you and I go out to lunch I need to pick your brain and he and I before I brought it to anybody else I said I need we need to fix this and he's like yes we do right it, it's it's an obvious thing right but uh I said, but it's, it's expensive. Like, how do I, how do I pitch this? And it was like, I had asked him the easiest question in the world. It was something I had no clue. Like I didn't know where to start. And when I asked him, he was like, Oh, well, first thing you do is this. And then the next thing you do is this. And he kind of walked me through and I was like, just taking notes like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I I need to get somebody who is a qualified and like designer type person to help me figure out like what we actually need and what kind of paint colors and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of, and there were several in our church that had that. So I could get them. And then we needed, we went through the whole process and 
And I and so what happened was when I went into the first meeting with the senior pastor, and I said, I need to request this from the finance committee and the trustees or whatever. Um, he was like, well, I, you're going to have to think this through. <laughs> and I opened up my folder and I said, well, here's the floor plan. I talked to Lisa and she said this. She recommends these colors. And this is the kind of carpet. She said actually carpet tiles would be better, even though they're a little more, more expensive. And, like, and he was like, uh, uh, oh, okay, well... Sounds like you've got what you need. <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't that isn't that the answer though? Really, what you did um, is you pulled others along, and you right. brought people with you, which is the answer anytime you're type want to bring any kind of change. First off, right, we need to bring people yeah. with us along the way, and and allow them to have some level of input and insight and use their expertise. Um, and a little trick that I always like to pull, although I, I don't know that I want to say this out loud, but I'll tell you anyways. Um, <laughs> I tend to, any any request I give, I, I tend to make it so long that nobody wants to read all the way through it. <laughs> because, the, <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll read enough to understand and then they'll just, and whatever, is, I don't want to read all this. <laughs> this is the high quality pro tips that we offer at the Youth Worker Collective. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just make it so long. In reality, you know, you're bringing people along, you're bringing expertise, and you're showing them that you've done the work and you know exactly what you need and why you need it. Um, and if you can explain that, explain that thoroughly, uh, it at least makes them understand that you're prepared and you really know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think the other piece is that don't... Uh, okay. Unless you are, you've been doing this for a long time, in, in which case you know that this isn't the right thing. But don't assume you know how to do this. If you've not proposed something like that, if you've not navigated that, if you've not gone through a difficult financial time in the life of your church, don't assume that you know how to approach that situation. But the reality is there are people involved in your church who don't hate you <laughs> that that will that will be a sounding board for you. And and my every time that I have realized my ignorance ahead of time, which is not that often, but and I've kind of employed people, man, everything has gone so much smoother when I've had somebody who knows something just show me all of the places where I have no clue, like things that you just don't even know, right? Um, yeah. So, so one of the so courses you, we teach about. Go ahead. Yeah, one of the courses we teach about is is leadership, and we teach about leadership in 360 degrees, and mm -hmm. and we talk about you know leading up, um, you know leading in a positive way in that relationship with your pastor, uh, but also leading outwards with those around you, uh, and so how you cultivate those relationships and how you lead those relationships uh, says a lot about your character, and, and right. it says a lot about your growth, and and when you go to present that. Uh, to a committee or a board, and they've they've seen that you've brought in other experts. Uh, they're seeing you as a mature leader, and they're seeing you as somebody who recognizes their limitations and has chosen to bring somebody else in with you. Right, and, and all of that instills a level of confidence uh, in, yeah. in whatever committee has to make the decision. Yeah, 
And so, so I think that's, that's an important piece, like bringing the people along. Um, and then I, I feel like the other, the other important piece when we're trying to advocate for resources is getting some real, spending some real evaluation time. How are things going right now? What are the problems? What are the successes? So that you you can say, look, since we have been in shelter in place, we've done this and this. The Zoom stuff started great. hasn't been going awesome uh, right now. But I feel like these are the reasons and these are the ways that we've responded to that. Um, but being able to, to reflect, because to be honest, um, a lot of times we have that sense of, oh, I need this thing, this money, this whatever. Um, but it's not always the case. And, and a lot of times we jump and, and we're reactive instead of being strategic and really looking at, at what's going on. And so I think the other piece in this is to take a second to evaluate what you're doing, not just by yourself, but, but with a couple of people and really feel like, okay, what do we need right now? Like what are the actual needs what are the wants and what are the dreams because we know the dreams are not going to happen if our offerings have been 50 percent. let's say <laughs> what they're supposed mm -hmm. to be um those aren't going to happen but what when, when we pull back to need like what are we really advocating for there yeah and i i i think what you're really talking about here is you're, you're talking about what is the core essence of of what we're trying to achieve um yeah. and, and are we doing that um, because right now has this situation we're in has pushed us to drop a lot of things and to instead go down to the core of why we exist and, and what's our purpose. And so if you can, if you can critically look at this is our mission and in this time, this is how we've done it or how we have not done it well, uh, mm -hmm. then you're going to see the places that are absolute needs versus wants. Yeah. Uh, because it's easy for us in youth ministry when we're feeling um, discouraged or, or as if our ministry is not enough to jump at the next new idea or the next big flashy game or thing that's out there without really critically thinking through, uh, will that actually help me accomplish the mission we want to do? And right. so if, if, you can, if you can take your mission down to its core and say, how do we do that now? And how are we doing it? Then you can figure out the pieces that are necessary. And I would also add that you have to communicate your wins. Um, yes. Yes, we need to know our shortfallings, but you should always be communicating every win, big or small. It doesn't matter um, yeah. because you, you need people to believe in you and you need people to believe yeah. in the ministry that you're doing. No matter how big or small, Absolutely. it doesn't matter. Just communicate right. it. And one of those absolute needs is, is going to be some training for you. And, and there's a bunch of different ways that can happen. Um, uh, if you are uh, a person who is super tech savvy and awesome, this might have been playing to your sweet spot, right? Um, but for a lot of youth workers, they didn't get into youth ministry to be a live stream viral hit sensation on YouTube. And, uh, and, and you might need some basic, video production skills or some basic like computer uh, computer classwork learning, you know, like that, that. So one of the things that, 
that as you're in this phase, I think that most of the youth workers that I have talked to need to advocate for is some kind of continuing education. And it might be youth ministry CE, right? Getting the relationships like we talked about in the, our last piece, or it also might just be uh, learning uh, to, like a, a marketing, like an online mar- marketing class that will help you learn social media better, right? Um, sure. How, I'm currently yeah. taking a marketing course myself just because I had a little, a little extra time and I thought this is something that would be beneficial for me. And I know that sometimes for us in the church, talking about learning marketing and search engine optimization and those kind of things seems sort of anti-church. Uh, it, it's not, right? We, we need to right. learn how to do those things because those are tools that we can use uh, in, in the future. And this pandemic, if anything, has shown us that um, digital tools are necessary and we need to know how to use them. Yeah. So where where do you send youth workers when, when they're talking about needing some continuing education? What are the places that you... So, so some sometimes it's money that you're advocating for CE, right? I need mm-hmm. X number of dollars to take this course to do this thing. And sometimes it's time. I need some extra hours of my work hours to learn this skill and take this course. So, but But where do you... Where do you send people when they're talking about needing some CE? I think it, I think it really depends on what kind of area of growth we're looking for. Um, there are a lot of great organizations when it comes to youth ministry. I, I think we're one of them, I hope. Why am I? Um, but right. I also think there's some theological uh, training that some people could use, at which point I would say, um, looking at some of the seminaries, I know several have offered f- some free online courses during this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are somebody who's looking for kind of social media marketing type things, I think HubSpot has some great uh, online courses, yep. and I think some of them are free right now. Um, so that's a <laughs> that's a spot I would look. And as strange as this sounds, uh, there's a lot of great stuff on YouTube. You just have to know how to sift between the people who know what they're talking about and the people right. who don't. <laughs> But but 100%. if you find a channel that yes, but if you find a channel that is well subscribed to, um, you can look the person up and see if you actually think they know what they're they're talking about. Uh, it, it's not a horrible place to look, and if you're at a church who they're just not going to give you any funds, uh, it can be a free place to start. That's right, and you know another piece is uh, there's something called iTunes U which is like iTunes University. Mm-hmm. A lot of universities have put course uh, courses online. Um, the lectures, obviously, and some of the coursework even. But it's it's free at iTunes U. And, uh, and one of like, for example, one of the most popular iPhone programming classes taught at Stanford um, is available. All the lectures are available for free on iTunes U. Um, so I think that, um, you know, that obviously listening to lectures does not a coder make, (laughs) but, um, yeah, (laughs) but, um, but exploring some of those kind of things. And then there's, there is another thing that I, I really have enjoyed, uh, is, um, masterclass. It's a subscription, Mm. Um, but masterclass has like everything from 
um, writing to science, business, design, all kinds of stuff. Film. Uh, uh, there's a Aaron Sorkin has a master class on uh, screen playwriting, and um, Malcolm Gladwell does on writing nonfiction. I'm a writer, so I'm obsessed with some of that kind of stuff. Uh, but it is it's a subscription deal, and so that means that you you can pay like some some amount, and I I wish I could remember off the top of my uh, head, uh, and you get access to all of their um, all their stuff. And so if you just get one month of it, then you could spend a month. If they will give you the time, um, you can... Ah, $15 a month. I found it. Uh, you could spend $15 and take some of these master classes uh, to, uh, to help you improve in all sorts of areas, right? Yeah. And, and you know, I think we, we have to remember that that ministry itself requires a lot of different skills that we don't realize. Yep. You know, you, you need to be a good storyteller. Yes. You need to know how to listen well. You need to know how to how to create social media posts that engage. Uh, you, you now need to know how to live stream everything. I mean, there, there are so many skills in ministry that they don't always teach in seminary, right? And so, right. Um, and so we, we, we need to be students and we need to constantly be, be learning and always growing at YMI. We call that mastery, right? We need to have this appetite mm-hmm. to always master and learn more things. Um, you know, we can't forget podcasts, right? I mean, we're sitting here talking on one. Uh, there's right. a lot of great podcasts out there too that are that are free. Um, yeah. I, I constantly listen to Kerry Newhoff's uh, podcasts and um, he's got a lot of great guests on there. So whatever it is, I think that you, you should find a way to seek growth, even if it's not in your eyes, directly ministry related, because there's a lot of skills that you can use that will elevate your ministry. Um, no matter, no matter what it is. Yeah. And then outside of ministry, um, I had a friend who has been youth pastor for a while and, um, he realized that he was just feeling called out of youth ministry and, uh, and because of the way this all works, um, he has time to do more, do some coursework, and is working on a uh, on a certificate for um, for being a like a computer technician type person. Um, so you know, it might be that as as we see lots and lots of churches having a difficult time, you might be saying, you know what. I feel like I'm going to need to go part-time. I might need to also work on another skill. Um, yeah. And, uh, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Right. Right. Absolutely not. And you know, what's, it's interesting when you think about the situation that we're in, that we talk about how ministries have tried to do everything during the pandemic. In the first couple of weeks, mm-hmm. they were doing everything digitally and they were always busy with stuff. But the other side of this is that even though we are so busy, we're also in other ways not as busy. You know, we're not driving as much. We're not um, meeting with people as long. They're usually faster. And so we actually have more time in our day that we could focus on our growth. And I wonder if we focused on our growth, especially if it was something outside of ministry, I wonder if it wouldn't actually 
give us some rest and give our mind some rest because otherwise we're always thinking about the ministry and we're always thinking about what we need to do. But instead, if we focus on something else that will help us grow um, as a person, then I actually think it will rejuvenate us in, in a different way. Yeah. Well, Brian, I appreciate all of your time. Um, before we go, I'd love for you to tell people, you know, what YMI is and where they can find out more information about it. Sure. We would, at YMI, we would love to support you and help you in your growth. Uh, there's a few ways we can do that. No matter where you're at, we can provide you with an experienced coach and our curriculum that will help you develop and grow as a leader in your ministry. Uh, we do that digitally. But we also recently launched the Youth Ministry Institute Online with online courses uh, that can give you, especially if you're new to youth ministry, can give you a core foundation to really grow healthy as a leader and healthy in uh, in the ministry. Uh, over time, we'll add more, more intensive courses, but it's a great place to start. So you can find more information at yminstitute.com. Thank you, Brian. And, uh, you know, it's so important when you're in youth ministry to make sure that you are uh, with other people because it can feel like you are out all by yourself um, trying to to figure out all the stuff with the pandemic and <laughs> youth ministry in general. Uh, and we don't want you to feel that way. That's why we are here, why we do what we do at the Youth Worker Collective. We want you to know that when you get online to work, uh, you don't have to work alone. We have your back with games and ideas and lessons and coaching. All that's available at youthworkercollective.com and more podcasts like this one at youthworkercollective.com slash podcast. 